0: To speak to you this morning on the subject, do it again. Say that with me loudly. Do, do it, it again. again. One more time. Do it again. We all have these situations and these circumstances that we are facing that seem to be impossible. They stand before us as a mountain, ready to take us out. And what we need in these circumstances is a miracle from God. So often when we find ourselves confronted with impossible circumstances, we are more open to experience personal, private, revival revival is a refreshing it is a replenishing and it is a renewing of our lives it is also a season of reintroductions where god reintroduces himself to us and we begin to see him as greater We begin to see him as bigger and we begin to expect that the impossible can be possible and that we will see the miracles that he has set in place for us. In the Bible, we read about a man who stands up in the middle of a formidable circumstance, a man that was in a season of revival and he decides to take a stand and believe for miracles. We find this in Joshua chapter 10. Joshua wakes up one morning and finds himself confronted with five Amorite kings. They are strong, they are powerful, and it looks like the people of God are going to be defeated. Defeat is imminent. And Joshua is standing there facing this great challenge. Suddenly, a promise comes to Joshua. In chapter 10, verse 8. And I'd like us to read this together. Verse number 8. Read it together. Do not be afraid of them. The Lord said to Joshua. For I have given you victory over them. And not a single one of them will be able to stand up to you. This sudden promise... Causes Joshua to take a stand, to stand up against something bigger than himself. And God says, Joshua, I'm giving you a succinct promise. Joshua, your number one challenge is fear. And fear. Always follows with discouragement and he says I do not want you to fear and I do not want you to be discouraged and I want you to know that I am standing with you and that I have already given you the victory Joshua the victory has been won in the heavenly realm, I want you to stand and be courageous. Notice the directive comes to the leader, Joshua, because God gives directions to leaders, leaders in the family, leaders in the home, leaders at school, leaders in the church. And when we have a promise, that promise gives us power to withstand impossible circumstances. That rather than cowering and running and being shy and diffident, we find ourselves rising up and knowing that this battle is not my battle. My battle is the Lord's battle and I don't intend to lose the battle because God has already said, you have won the victory. Hallelujah. Joshua is a man who is in revival. He had been there when Moses was standing before the Red Sea and the armies of Pharaoh were coming at them. Joshua saw Moses put his hand out in Exodus 14, 21. He puts his hand out. Over the waters I used to believe that the miracle happened when Moses put his hand over the waters but actually nothing happened to the water because the Bible said there had to be some wind that blew the waters back and all night the Bible says the wind was blowing and in the morning the waters had parted and sometimes The wind of the Spirit has to blow against the obstacles that are holding us back and the enemy that is coming against us. And sometimes miracles are not immediate. They don't happen right now. But there is a miracle in process because God is working. We have to believe that God is working in ways that he has not made us aware of. And that as we sit here this morning, it may be dismal and it may be something impossible and it may be an addiction and it may be you're going down. But today we take our stand and we begin to understand that we have the promise that Joshua had, that we can take our stand and know that we have the victory and we don't intend to lose what God has given to us. It's interesting in verse number nine, he begins now to take the move and have a surprise attack. It's the middle of the night and he is out marching towards the enemy. And the Bible says, as they take a move, God takes a move. It's interesting, it's not about waiting for God to move always, so I said to someone before I came in here that is in a great turmoil, I said, it's your move, not God's move, and I said, in the next seven days, you need to make a move, because often we're waiting on God to move, and it's our move, it's like chess, it's your move. And there's some here today, you're waiting on God, and God is saying, it's your move. It's good to be back home. So Joshua didn't wait for the enemy to come at him. The Bible says he decided to surprise them, and he went from Gilgal, and he went after them. He's going to chase these big guys down. And then, after he makes his move, the Bible says that in verse number 10, the Lord threw them, the enemy, into a panic. And he gets in there, he starts fighting. The fight begins. And as they begin to fight... Verse 11 says, the hail storm comes not on them, but on the enemy. The hail starts wiping out the army. I can just see Joshua saying, wow, this is cool. (laughs) Boy, that's a big one there, that's a hail. He knocked out a whole battalion there. Because God fights for us when we are willing to fight for what is right. You take a stand that is right against all odds, we for sure know that God is on our side, and we're going to win because we are on his side doing the right thing. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It's amazing how we have these tremendous things we're facing. I jumped back many years ago. My wife and I were expecting a baby. We had the shower, we had the room. Her name was Jenny. It was a Wednesday night. I was in the Rock House. We had Second Chapter of Acts was singing. I was sitting there, and some guy came up, tapped me on the shoulder, and said, "Pastor wants to see you." I went into the office. The pastor said, "Your wife has been rushed to the hospital." Got in the car and ran up that night to Altamont Hospital, and all these things were all around her, and then got in the ambulance and went down to Princeton, Florida Hospital. And it was within about four weeks that this little girl, Jenny, was still born. It's seven months. We went home pretty sad. And yet, we refused to focus on what we lost, and we focused on how great God is, how big God is. When we get our eyes on how big God is, God is able to do great things. Then the doctor met with both of us and said, what happened will happen again, and I don't suggest you have any children. We had to think about that. And I'm sure it was good medical advice. And we're thankful for doctors. But the great physician had a plan that surpassed the physician's plan on Earth. And we decided to go with the great physician's plan and go for it. And two years later, I held Vanji in my arms, and about three years later, I held, four years later, I held Jack one, in my arms. Oh my As I reflected on it this week, and remembering the miracles, I realized my children are miracle children. And I'm glad that he's able to do it again We've been praying, Pastor P.J. and Roxy, for a baby, and they've just had uh, Leighton come, this beautiful little girl, adopted and a miracle, and we, we celebrate. Stand up, P.J., stand up. Come on, let's give the Lord praise. What we're saying here on this morning is Do it again. Say it with me. Do it again. Don't you forget your repertoire of miracles. Go back and remember them and pull them out like I did today and let everyone know that our God is mighty. Our God is big. Our God is awesome. Our God is able to do the impossible. And we will not allow the enemy to somehow somehow diminish that tenacity to stand up against the mountain and say, you will, I know I lost that. I know I lost that. I know I lost that. Let us not focus on what we lost. Let us focus on how big God is and how great God is that he can take out our enemies. Now, remember, remember, in revival, God is reintroduced to us, and we see him bigger. But we also are reintroduced to ourselves. You are introduced to you so that you begin to see who you are. Because you can't see God differently without seeing yourself differently, What is your insight? When you look inside, what do you see? What are you expecting? Because when you're in revival, you begin to see yourself differently. Just as Joshua, in the middle of this battle, he was in revival, he had seen the Red Sea push back, he had seen the miracles, he had seen God not just in a glass somewhere in a church, but he had seen him in action. And we are here to declare today that God is an active God. He is on duty. He is active in our lives. He is participating. And he is, again, working in ways we do not even, we're not even aware of. He is working. He is working while we are sitting here. He is working while we are going home and while we are doing life. Now it's getting dark. Joshua thinks, I'm going to finish off these enemies. Because God likes to finish what He starts. He's not a starter, only He's a finisher. In fact, He's the finisher of our faith. Joshua does something that's off the chain. And in verse 12, it says, On the day the Lord gave the Israelites victory over the Amorites, Joshua prayed. Say that word prayed. Power in prayer. Say it again. No, prayed (laughs) Joshua prayed to the Lord in front of all the people of Israel and he said let the sun stand still over Gibeon and the moon over the valley of Agilon let let the sun be here and let the darkness stop. There are some things that need to stop. To win the battle, some things need to stop and we've gotta have what is needed to win the battle in this circumstance, the sun needed to stay in place. What is it you need to win your battle? May not be the sun in place. But there's something you need to win the battle. I got so pumped this morning. I was coming in. And I understand it's been raining here for a year while we were gone. So <laughs> oh my God, I, I pulled the garage door up and I, my God, it's incessant, isn't it? I'm driving in, I'm thinking, rain, stop. Sun, come out in Jesus' name. It's a little less rain out there. <laughs> Something about audacious faith that roars. Audacious asking and believing that God will do it again. He will do what we cannot do ourselves. And then the Bible says, so the sun, verse 13, stood still. The moon stayed in place until the nation of Israel had defeated its enemies. Is this event not recorded in the book of Jasher? The sun stayed in the middle of the sky and it did not set on a normal day. Verse 14, read it together. There has never been a day like this one before or since. When the Lord answered such a prayer. Surely the Lord fought for Israel that day. And he's fighting for you. Wednesday morning a couple weeks ago, we got up at 3.30. And we got on a plane and headed for Manila, Philippines. Philippines. It's about 27 hours until we got to our hotel, about 8,000 miles. We had gone expecting God to do great things. Many of you know Pastor Paul and Shadi. Chase, Paul had been saved, came to faith in one of our youth rock house services on a Wednesday night. And after that, he felt directed to go to the Philippines, and he has been there for 38 years. I was in awe as I came in to meet some of the leaders and the pastors and realized they had thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of people and set up churches all over the islands, over and. 35 different locations. They had four services on Sunday and Paul said, there's only four. And I said, all right, I'm up for that. (laughs) First one was at 5.30 on Saturday night. Sunday morning at 8 o'clock. Boy, that's early. Then at 10.30 and 5.30 that night. And what we saw was for me one of the greatest outpourings of the Holy Spirit. Nation, wa- the church, I believe, experienced this great revival of the Spirit over these years, and there was like a refiring. When we gave the altar call, there was a altar call that extended to the length of the building, and people were weeping and crying. And I... I'm reminded that's because of your prayers and because of your sending us that we represented you and the Lord and God was able to do just so amazing things on those days and also to be a blessing to Pastor Paul and Shadi. After finishing a very Busy weekend. We got on the plane early Monday and we flew to Seoul, Korea, about four and a half hours. And when we got into the city and we got ready for this CGI conference, it's amazing what we felt in the spirit of what God was doing. Many of us are aware that Yodio. Uh, church full gospel church is the largest church in the world now with 880,000 members they have seven services but they have church churches all over the area, you remember that this country I believe was Buddhist uh, back in the 50's and now it's 40% Christian in Korea and we came together on this Wednesday morning. It was a very high point of our lives as we came into Yoido uh, Church and we were sitting there and there was a spirit of revival. Play that little video there if you can. Hard even to, let's thank the Lord. That's pretty powerful, isn't it? It's hard to describe exactly what you felt in there. I can only say that this is a praying church. And they are praying and fasting, and almost every morning of the week they have 5:30 prayer meeting, and they have prayer mountain with thousands go there. And they believe that most of their problems are resolved by prayer and fasting. And in those services, they will stop for a moment and they will say, now let's begin to pray. And it's like a roar of thousands and thousands of people that begin to pray. I don't know what language they're praying in. I can't understand any of it but I only know I feel like I'm about to go to heaven because the atmosphere is heavenly. Something happens when a church prays incessantly at home, privately and personally, and revival begins to break out and the impossible becomes possible. After this... Uh, Time We had our CGI conference It's a great honor to be one of the speakers there It was on a Thursday afternoon at 1 o'clock And many of these ministries Like the pastors on the schedule from India Has a church of 180,000 And I had gone a couple months of being in fear and intimidated and envisioning myself standing before these leaders. And I battled and I stayed up at night and I kept coming against the spirit of of being intimidated and I broke that spirit. I broke that spirit in the name of Jesus. And God gave me a custom word, and I stood up. And I started out, and I said, I want to speak this afternoon not about the ministry, but the minister. Not about the work, but the worker. It's not the size of your ministry. It's the size of your heart. And something happened. 61 nations represented and I'll tell you, God showed up, and so I'm pretty pumped this morning. <laughs> uh, whip the enemy, uh, whip the enemy in the name of Jesus. Now uh, whip the enemy, and you got to stand up. You got to stand up to your giant. When those twelve men, the best they had in Israel, were selected to go in to be on a reconnaissance mission and and went up into the promised land. These were 12 of the best men in the entire uh, nation. And 10 of them saw the giants. 10 of them saw the giants of Anak. The Bible says they saw themselves in Numbers 13. They saw themselves as grasshoppers And we're either looking at ourselves and seeing a grasshopper inside or we're seeing a giant killer. And we're here to declare in our congregation and I'm declaring personally, I'm not a grasshopper. I'm a giant killer and you're a giant killer. Hallelujah. Come on, give the Lord praise. What are you running from? What's causing you to back up from your circumstance? What is it you are compromising? What is it that has led you to live a boring, incidental life? What is it that stands before you, and rather than you standing against the formidable enemy, somehow you see yourself as a grasshopper? For the Lord says this day, I don't have any grasshoppers, For I am living in you, and living in you does not make it possible for you to be a grasshopper. And the Lord says today, stop running. Stop running from your enemies. Take your enemies out. You are a giant killer. See the giant, but see yourself as a giant killer, and you will take them out. And our prayer has to be do it again, do it again, do it again. I know I had miracles back there. Do it again, do it again. Yes. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Then we went over to the stadium on Friday. 60, 65,000 believers for a prayer meeting, we have a little video here By the way, it was raining, and most of the people came out in that rain and stood there, some with umbrellas, raincoats, and they didn't leave, and it was about five hours we were in the stadium, and we were praying for the unification of Korea. We're believing for a breakthrough in North Korea— And we're praying our president will be a part of resolving the situation there in our nation. And we also prayed will be the greatest revival in North Korea, where presently it's the highest level of persecution for Christians. And we speak over today and we declare, North Korea, you're gonna get Jesus, in Jesus' name. After this after this incredible victory after this incredible win Joshua pulls all of his leaders together and he says something amazing in verse 30 25 and he says this he gives them a sermon he says don't don't even think about it don't ever be afraid or discouraged. In other words, you saw God work. Don't. I felt like he had a baseball bat and he was going to hit somebody. Don't you Don't you ever be afraid. Don't you ever be discouraged. And then he says He says, "Now, be strong. Read it with me. Be strong and courageous for the Lord is going to do this." Joshua was saying, you know what? We took out the Amorites, five of them. Now, there's a direct correlation to your enemies. He said, you took care of God's enemies, he's going to take care of your enemies, and he's going to wipe your enemies out, and the way you're going to wipe your enemies out is you're going to decide to stand before your enemy, and you're going to decide not to be intimidated, and you're going to decide a decision in your heart that you're going to be strong, and when you look at that thing that's bigger than you are, like I did over there, and was intimidated, but when you begin to... Begin to compare that to the greatness of God. All of a sudden, intimidation is eradicated and you begin to take your enemies out because every one of us has been called for greatness. No one has been called to be ordinary. And we can allow the enemy to taunt us, to hammer us, to batter us, and allow the mountains to be so big, so powerful, that we live in the mountain range rather than wipe them out. Today, ladies and gentlemen, We are standing up, and we are taking our position, and we are ready to fight, and we're going to be strong, and we're going to see the greatest revival in church in the sun that we've ever seen, and this church is a new church, and I'm a new person, and you're a new person, and we're going to wipe out every demonic power, and these God encounters are going to do things that have never been done before, and we're going to see heaven show up in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, he's gonna move the mountain. He's gonna move the mountain. When I was in Manila, and they were playing this, singing this song, the worship team. I thought, oh my God. Oh, he wants to do it again. Do it again. Say it, do it again. He wants to move those mountains. Not shift them, move them. Move them. What's your mountain? stand up be strong let's take our enemies out no one move for a minute because we're gonna see things begin to break here in a couple minutes in Jesus name things are coming down you're gonna see the giant but you're gonna see yourself as a giant killer and you're gonna be strong in the Lord and the power of his might hallelujah hallelujah let strength arise let courage arise hallelujah Yeah. So so so- 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 It's amazing what God can do in changing lives it's wonderful to know that we are loved by God that no matter how far we've run the dark path of life that Christ came and when he came he died on the cross so all of us could be forgiven and healed and made whole The enemy turns us down the dark road and then turns on us and gives us guilt, condemnation, and shame. It incarcerates us in our bondage. The Bible says that Jesus came, that we might have abundant life, have a new beginning. As that young girl had alcohol and getting drunk and all those things in the dark path of life. And Christ took her and she made a decision to follow Christ. In just a moment, I'm gonna ask those that are here perhaps this morning to raise your hand and say, pray for me, I wanna have a new life. I wanna be forgiven. I wanna encounter the pure love That Jesus has for me I want to be pardoned of all my sin we don't get what we deserve we get the favor and the goodness of the Lord that he takes us in our sin and reaches out his hands with a smile and says I can take care of your sin he takes our hearts and gives us a new heart and a new life. In a moment, I'm gonna ask you to raise your hand, make a decisive decision, ask for prayer. I'm gonna to count to three, at the end of the three, you put up your hand and get out of where you are because God loves you. One, two, three, put up your hand wherever you are, all with the building, put them up, put them up, put them up, that's it, that's it, that's it, put it up, put it up, get out, get out. Get out of your darkness, get out of your bondage, get out of your incarceration. I'm gonna ask everybody that raised your hand just to walk down the aisle, no one moving for a moment, and just stand here, walk, come. As we sing this song, His promise, He's faithful, come, come, from the balcony, come down. Come right now, come right now to Christ, right now. Walk the aisle, walk this aisle. Now. Yes, yes. Keep coming. Yes, keep
1: coming.
0: Come right now. Come right now. Yes, keep coming. Balcony walk down. Believe there are others that need to come in Jesus name and I know why people don't come because they feel worthless but as long as you believe the lie it will lead your life and you have to get out just as you get in to that life you have to get out and what it has to do is one decision one decision walking that aisle, you are saying to the devil, I have been a good disciple of yours, but I am no longer your disciple. I'm switching and I'm gonna be a disciple of Jesus. I'm getting out. I call sons and daughters that are here. I call girls and guys and couples Don't be on the edge of breaking out and miss your opportunity. In Jesus' name, I want every believer to pray right now. In the name of Jesus, there are a lot of backsliders, people that went the wrong way, and the enemy has so much guilt on your life. He is really laughing this morning because he's got you. He's got you because he keeps giving you the thoughts. Get out. Get out of his discipleship. Now, we're gonna sing this one more time. And I speak over this congregation that every person who's incarcerated by the enemy, you make the decision, you make the call, couples, you're with your boyfriend, girlfriend, get out. Get out of bondage. It starts with a decision. In the name of Jesus, I declare it over this congregation. There's someone in that balcony, you need to walk down here and get out of the discipleship of the evil one. We declare it right now in Jesus' name. Come come, 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 come right now, come right now.
1: come right now come right now.
0: Pray this prayer If you didn't come Pray your prayer right where you are There's one person here You're thinking about suicide There's several people here You are bound by alcohol And I believe there's even a a drug dealer That's in the room And there's someone that was in the ministry And you left it And you are miserable And you are on the wrong path you pray this prayer and you defy. If you have to whisper it, you say it. And I want us to say this very loudly because I love to let the enemy hear how he loses. I love when he loses. <laughs> now you all pray this prayer. Pray this prayer. After this prayer, Pastor Dave is going to take you to the back. Your next move is declaration by water baptism where you go public and say, listen, I'm a disciple of Jesus, and my sins are gone, and I'm a winner. Hallelujah. Pray this prayer Jesus, Jesus I, put I put my faith in you that you took my sin on the cross. Jesus, on the cross. I, confess I confess and believe that God raised Jesus from the dead, from the dead. and he's alive. he's alive. I turn from, my sin. I, turn from my, sin. I my sin, I repent of my sin. Jesus, come into my heart. Jesus, Give me your grace and the gift of righteousness and eternal life. If that's your prayer, you are now born again, born again, born again.